Hi, this is Island Reflections. I'm Cindy Rixkers. When it comes to games of chance, I'm not especially lucky. There are a few exceptions, though. My father was a member of the Fraternal Order of Eagles, and when they hosted a holiday bingo game, Dad brought all of his kids that were old enough to play. That is, old enough to recognize numbers. Back then, bingo was illegal, but generally ignored by authorities when used as a harmless fundraiser by Catholic Catholic parishes and other benevolent organizations. Since it was not yet regulated by the state, there were few rules. Children could play. There was no minimum age. We were each given one bingo card. Dad, standing behind us, kept watch that we didn't miss a call and made sure we yelled out if we got a bingo. One year, with my one card, I won four games, three frozen turkeys and one chicken. As a young adult, married, pregnant, and on an extremely limited budget, my husband and I went to a weekend bingo game with my in-laws. I won the coverall with a winning pot of over $150. In 1971, that was a windfall. Afterward, we had a serious discussion. No matter how broke we were, it was decided we had to allow money each week to go to bingo. It's an investment, we told each other. It's the only way we're ever going to get ahead. Of course, that was followed by months of such poor returns on our investment, I got to the point where I never even wanted to see another bingo card. Shortly after Michigan voted to approve a lottery, they developed a weekly lotto game. For the price of $1 for a ticket, you could pick six numbers for a chance to win millions. Even better, if you bought a year's subscription, you got two weeks free. 52 weeks of chances for only $50. Still thinking along the lines of speculation for our future, my husband and I bought a subscription. Our lucky numbers were my birthday and the birthdays of each of my daughters. How could we go wrong? Well, first the lotto changed. Two drawings a week instead of one cut the length of our subscription in half. Then my marriage ended. It had nothing to do with the lottery. As a single mother, I could no longer afford even a single lottery ticket, so when the subscription ran out, that was the end of my hope to become a millionaire. A few years later, while a student at Michigan State, I had spent an entire night finishing up a research paper. In the morning, I got my daughters off to school, ran to turn in my paper, then came back home. I had time to catch a two-hour nap before an afternoon of midterm exams, so settled onto the couch. I was aroused from my sleep by a knock at the door. I ignored it. It continued. I opened my eyes. Above me, there was a large woman, her face pressed against my window, looking down at me. Keep knocking, she said. Somebody's in there. In a rage, I threw off the afghan, jumped off the couch, and flung the door open. What? I shouted before I got a look at the tiny and timid little boy standing outside. I adjusted my tone. What can I do for you, hon? In a wee little voice, he told me that he was selling tickets for his class and would I like to buy one, one dollar each. I told him I would buy one ticket. And then I had to search through pockets and sofa cushions to find enough coins to make the purchase, swearing under my breath the entire time. And in a case of me getting something that I in no way deserved, either from merit or because I'm a nice person, with that one hard-gotten, resent-filled chance, I won a scooter. So sometimes I get lucky. 
Oh, and as for that old lotto investment, since that subscription lasts close to 40 years ago, the numbers we played have never come in. So money saved is a kind of win too, isn't it? That's today's Island Reflection. I'm Cindy Rixkers.